What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about specifically three hip movements to help with your low back pain. Today's episode is inspired by low back patients who've been coming into the office, and they have three main regions that they tend to point at that they're having tightness or pain or symptoms that are all related to their low back pain. Most of them are are pointing to the front of the hip, maybe the outside of the hip, or even the inner groin, like the inner thigh. All these regions have issues or can have symptoms when you're having some type of pain or tightness in your low back. We determine which one is the most prominent area by, of course, an assessment, which we do in our office. But after that, I provide them something to help not only stretch, but also to help just create better controlled mobility in that area. So I want to share some of that stuff with you. Tune into this episode as we talk about three regions of your body that are related to that low back pain, and I talk about some movements that can help you with each section. All right, so let's get started. Now, most of the time when you hear about um, your tight hip flexor, which is why some people point to the front of their hip, maybe their tight groin, maybe a pulled groin, that's why people point to the inner thigh, or sometimes people are pointing to their glute or piriformis area because it's so tight. You've done certain movements such as like the couch stretch, which is where, you know, the half kneeling stretch. So you're in this kind of half kneeling um, position and the knee that's on the ground is the hip that you're stretching. So you go into a little bit of hip extension, you know, you rock forward and you kind of stretch that out. Um, Or you hear about the figure four stretch or the piriformis stretch, whether you're doing that in your chair at work or you're doing that right before your workout. You cross your leg across the other leg, so that foot across your other knee, and then you get this figure four area. You lean forward and you kind of get that stretch in your glutes. Those are good stretches, but if you're someone who's been doing these hip flexor stretches or figure four stretches, what seems like forever, and you're not getting any change, that's because we're missing the part of strengthening that area, really getting controlled mobility in that area, and just better control. So let's break down each one of these regions and talk about why they're important, and of course, give you some movements to help. All right, first up, one of the most common regions that people point at when they come in, I have low back pain. Yeah, they grab their back, but they also dig into their glute. And they're like, I feel like I have this huge knot here in my kind of glute piriformis area. And it just seems to never go away. Well, when we are experiencing some low back pain or tightness, sometimes that means we can be having hyperextension in our low back. If our low back is in more of a hyperextended position, it's harder for our glutes to fire. It's harder for them to join the party. And they are super important when it comes to standing upright and just our posture and just holding our trunk up. But if we're not using them, then it's hard for us to stand upright. It's hard for our glutes to join the party. It's hard for us to go into hip extension. And so our back decides that it needs to take on the slack. And that's how we get a lot of tension, a lot of trigger points, a lot of knots in that area because our glutes aren't doing that job. However, you feel this knot in your glute and you're like, I got to dig this out. I got to stretch this out. Hence the figure four stretch. But things aren't really changing. And the reason why is because sometimes a tight muscle can also mean a weak muscle. So if you have been doing these figure four stretches, I challenge you 
or I want to encourage you to stop stretching that area, stop digging in that area, and actually work on specific movements to start engaging that area a little bit more. Prime example, one of the exercises I like to give my patients, and it's more on time and not reps, is us doing a glute bridge, specifically with our heels digging into the ground, toes up in the air, squeezing our glutes before we lift up. And when we're lifting up, we are holding that glute bridge in the air for five seconds and then relaxing. This is just bringing more awareness to that area, bringing more activation to our glutes and honestly getting us to use those properly without our low back joining the party. If you go into this glute bridge and you determine that you feel it in your low back more than your glutes, that means that our low back is doing more to help us get in that position instead of our glutes. So we either need to reset and try this position again, making sure that we're squeezing our glutes before we lift. And also that may mean that you don't go as high in your glute bridge and that's okay. The biggest thing is feeling everything in your glutes and not your low back. All right, next, let's talk a little bit about the next common area where people point to when they come in with low back pain, and that is in the front of the hip, most likely the hip flexor region. Most of the time when people come in, um, I talk to them about, you know, their hip flexor or they bring it to my attention or we talk about their psoas muscle because, you know, they've seen it somewhere on Instagram or the stuff that they Googled, Googled, which is cool. Most of the time, our hip flexor or that psoas muscle is playing a role into the low back pain or hip tightness that you're experiencing. So when someone points to their inner thigh, I'm sorry, the front of their thigh and that hip flexor region, we take them through this test where I lay them on their back um, and I do it on a higher table. Same thing you can do off the edge of your bed, but I lay them on their back. I have them bring both knees to their chest. Their butt is on the edge of the table. And then I have them drop one leg down and let it hang off the table. And feel what they feel. Does it feel tighter on the inside of their thigh? Does it feel tighter on the front of their thigh? Do they feel like their hip or their back of their thigh can't even touch the table? Is their knee straight? Is it bent? Just kind of examining what they feel and also what I see. From this test, we can determine, is it truly your hip flexor that's fight tight? Because if that was the case, then you would not be able to, that leg that's extended over the table that you have dropped off of the table would not be able to touch the table because you would not be able to get into hip extension. All right. So as we're testing those areas, I determine if it's really a true hip flexor issue where it's tight or short. And if that's the case, then we work on it. First, we want to lengthen it. So we take that same position that I have them land on their back where they're dropping one leg off the table and they're holding the other knee into their chest. And we do eccentric movements. And what eccentric movements means is we are actually stretching or lengthening that area at the same time that we're loading or engaging it. So in this case, we are dropping that leg down as slow as we can off the edge of the table. We can do that by just using our body weight. We can add some weight by putting our foot into a kettlebell. There's different things we can do to add some weight to the bottom of that. But we drop our leg down off the edge of the table and you should feel a lengthen, a strong, maybe a little bit of intense lengthening or stretching in the front of our hip. This is one of the ways that not only are we getting um, a simple hip flexor stretch, which is still effective if we use it properly, but this way we're adding a little bit of load into that. And that's where we can think about control mobility. All right. Being able to control this muscle under load, specifically when you're not shortening it in this case. 
All right. So that is another reason, the hip flexor region. And that was a movement that you can use to help that region. Okay. So if you're someone who points to the front of your thigh, you feel like your hips are always tight. Um, I ran into this this past weekend when I was hosting a workshop. And as I was showing a patient an exercise, this was a, a clamshell exercise. I had them on their side and I wanted her to lift and open her knee up, keeping her feet together. When she did that, she should be able to feel it in the side of her hip, outside of her hip where our glute meat sits. But for her, she just kept feeling it in her hip flexor region. She was like, I feel it in the front of my hip. I'm feeling some pain in my back. I had to reposition her body to put her knees further in a straight line with her hips or a little bit more behind so that she could be in hip extension to lengthen out her hip flexors. Once you lengthen out your hip flexors, it puts your pelvis in a better position to allow your glutes to fire. So making sure if you are someone who has been pointing to the front of that hip, you're feeling pinching, tightness, things like that, the exercise I provided is going to be super helpful for you, okay? And last but shortly, certainly not least, some people point to the inside of their thigh, the adductors, the groin area, when they're experiencing low back pain. But it is also one of the most neglected areas because we think about, oh, my glutes are so tight, or I feel it on the outside of our hip. But what's happening in our inner thigh can affect our hip function. It can also affect our core, and it can also affect our pelvic floor and its strength. So it's super important that we address our groin muscles, not only by stretching them, but also engaging them. So one way, and I had a patient tell me this is one of her favorite exercises. She found it on my Instagram page, and it honestly, she said, because it worked for her and made her come into the office, but an adductor rock back. So this is how we can get a little lengthening happening in our groin muscle, a stretch happening there. That's a good start. But once we get that, we want to move into a knee airplane. All right. This is where we're getting a active lengthening of our inner thigh muscle. Okay. So I'm going to tag all of these videos down in the episode notes so you can see what I'm talking about because it's a better visual than me describing it. But once you stretch out the inner groin, we've lengthened it a little bit. Now we want to move into a more controlled mobility setting, which is where we would be using a knee airplane. Okay. Now, I also want to add in that one way that we can work on our glutes firing as well as our low back joining the party and everything working together is adding in a side plank. When we add in a side plank, we're using our glutes to engage to hold us up perfectly in that hip extension position. And then we're also using our low back. Our glutes fire first and then our low back joins the party and now they're all working together. It's not always about, yes, glute muscles need to fire, but they also need to fire in a specific order and a specific coordination. All right. So making sure that things are firing and working together is the goal. I will tag all of these movements at the bottom of the episode notes. As always, I hope that you found this episode super valuable. I hope that you have someone who is having low back pain, who's having issues in any of these regions, you take these movements and add them into your movement routine. Okay. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all the next episode.